You're listening to MOG Channel. Hi guys, welcome to my podcast. This is MOG Channel. We'll help you to see a real and practical Christianity from God's Word. If you're new here, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. Today we're continuing our gospel series it's titled Salvation from Afar. And today we're going to be dealing with Father Abraham has many sons. Many sons has Father Abraham. I am one of them. And so are you. So let us praise the Lord. Right hand, left hand, left had this in last week right leg left leg turn around sit down something like that anyway father abraham daddy abraham popsy abraham pops and <laughs> well we're just gonna mess your mind a little bit and i'll just tell you right off the bat that today we're going to read in scriptures so if you are the type that hates scriptures you can click off now because man we are going to dig into god's word today glory to jesus so we've been talking about salvation from before and we've been explaining the fact that the gospel existed in the old testament as well as the new why because the ingredient of the gospel um is is the message the ingredient of being saved is what responds to the message so if the message was available in the old testament it is only logical and proven that people would have responded to the message but to them it was a promise in other words they could not have received the spirit of god which was the promise they only received um in a figure or as a or on a promissory note the righteousness that was by faith and that's why the way god dealt with them was different from the other people in their own time look at hebrews chapter 4 verse 2 for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them but the word preached did not profit them not be mixed with faith in them that heard it so the gospel was preached to these guys in the old testament there was the semblance of the gospel now it may not have been as explicit or clear to them as it is to us today in fact it was not it wasn't clear at all today but there were things that god used to justify them so many of them generally believing in god or believing god's word right believing him and doing what he said their obedience to him and their belief in him was counted as faith uh for others or for many others the gospel was in a form of a promise like in a seed form remember we said in genesis chapter 3 the lord said the seed of the woman will bruise your head and you will bruise his heel so there was a promissory note that look there's going to be a day someone will come the seed of the woman would come and undo the work that the devil had done and so we see that uh play out and people as i said before that message was not unique to the jews that message was to adam and eve and so obviously if they are the father and mother of all nations you can actually trace that message going down you know to different kindred tribes abraham was the one who um through abraham the jewish nation right that's where god began to brew the jewish nation but then we see that same message going through other places in fact there are many ancient civilizations that actually had that same message that god was going to deliver them god was going to send someone there's a certain dude like that who actually um goes to many of those kind of uh 
tribes, those you know those ones that have not received anything, they've not, they're still very, very local and very, very uh, Kalahari Bushman-like. Still not, they're not wearing all. What am I trying to say? I'm trying to say something. They're not. Ah, they're not modern. They've not been civilized. There are many of them that you still trace that story, you know, passed on by oral tradition. Trace mouth to mouth, 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 mouth to mouth. Yeah from person to person you can still trace that message that there was the idea that god was going to provide a savior and so our focus is on the jews anyway for now <laughs> we're still going to come back to those guys but you see that god did not leave himself without a witness in the old testament he left a witness and with that witness when people believed on that message or people believed in god what happened they were counted worthy to receive eternal life. They couldn't receive it back then, but then eventually when Christ rose from the dead, people who had already died received and received the message also received eternal life. Glory to Jesus. All right. So, my goodness, before all the energy finishes, (laughs) we have to really move on because we have scriptures to read. Okay, so... I'm going to start off from, um, let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see, John chapter 8. There are other texts I want to read, but man, the energy is not there. Because <laughs> I, I mean, I wanted to talk about the rich man and Lazarus, and I just giving this, like, summary concerning, like, yesterday's own. But man, go listen to yesterday's own, man. Let me focus on today's own. John 8, 56. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Then the Jews said unto him, You are not even 50 years old, and yet you have seen Abraham. Jesus said to them, Very rarely I say unto you, Before Abraham was, I am. And of course, if you read the next thing, they pick stones to wipe his head. and say, You this, <laughs> what are you saying? Guy, you're not like 30 something. And you're telling us that you saw Abraham, or Abraham rejoiced to see your day and everything. What, what, what kind of talk is that? But what did Jesus mean by Abraham rejoiced to see my day? and he saw it and was glad well we're going to investigate we're going to dig in now we're going to look for other text of scripture that talk about abraham remember we said that the uh, there's a principle that tells us that the old testament is explained by the new and we get that from the words of jesus right when jesus talks about the fact that they you know do, do those or those scriptures testify of him john 5 39 said the scriptures for them you think you have eternal life for their they will testify of me and you will not come to me that you may have life. So he explained that the Old Testament has a lot to do with him. But then the New Testament basically is unlocking the Old Testament. It is explanations. When Jesus came, he did a lot of explaining from the Old Testament of what those things really meant. But then the apostles, and maybe the day we do what we call orthodoxy, you'll see that the apostles took it further by the same spirit that was in Christ or in Jesus. They took it further. He explained all through them the things concerning himself in the old testament so the new testament really is not new it is just excavation the excavation of the old covenant right so galatians 3 verse 6 it says even as abraham believed god and it was accounted to him for righteousness so this is very very instrumental very interesting he believed god and he was called righteous he was called righteous because he what he believed god and he says know you therefore that they which are of faith the same are the children of abraham now that's interesting those who are of what faith faith in what faith in christ right those who are born again they are the, the same are what the children of abraham and so that just 
makes us wonder okay so when the bible spoke about the fact that we are children of abraham what was it talking about you will now see that there are two threads running down there's the first one that says that people like the jews abraham had children after the natural we call them the jews today but then they are the children of abraham that are not after the natural and are not bound to the jewish race so look at verse 8 and the scriptures foreseeing that god would justify the hidden that is justify just means um what they call it he would okay when i say justify there's this um, is the acronym that we use just as if i've never sinned that is he would declare them righteous right hidden is just talking at those who are not jews he says through faith he preached the gospel to abraham so this is the bible clearly telling us that the gospel was preached to abraham now how was it preached he says say in you shall all nations be what blessed are you seeing that in you shall all nations be blessed so when the lord said to abraham in you will all nations be blessed the blessing there was not material the blessing there was not money the blessing was not abraham's wealth the blessing was what the gospel so he preached the gospel to abraham saying in you shall all nations be blessed and he says and they so then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful abraham so abraham was first of all blessed why because he received the message of the gospel then he now says that we are blessed along with abraham if our his children if we believe the same message are you seeing that yes and then it goes down to verse 13 this is galatians 3 by the way yeah verse 13 christ has redeemed us what we just read was galatians 3 6 to 9 so now this one says christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law being made a curse for us see that christ has written for us for us for it is written curses everyone that hangs on a tree verse 14 that the blessing of what abraham might come on the gentiles through jesus christ that we may receive the promise of the spirit through faith so when we say abraham's blessings are mine abraham's blessings are mine you see that the blessing what is what <laughs> the promise of the spirit are you seeing that aha it is through jesus christ that we may receive the promise of the spirit through faith so the spirit is the promise are you seeing that so when god came to abraham in the old testament and told abraham in you all nations of the earth will be blessed right he said i'll make of you a great nation the great nation he was talking about well in fact he even says that ah, that can you remember when he took him and said look at the stars look at the sun if you can number these right that means your descendants can be numbered and so I mean, we just reading it in the Old Testament would think, okay, he's talking about the Jews, there are plenty and all those things. But no, God was speaking beyond that. God was speaking about salvation. Remember that God's plan, God's agenda from day one has been what? The salvation of man. That is his most important agenda on the earth. The salvation of man. So that's Abraham's blessing. So you see, Abraham believed. So that means the gospel existed, as I said. Now, if you, if you trace Abraham's history, you know that Abraham um, didn't come from a background of, let me say, monotheism, that is belief in one God. They, they practiced polytheism. In fact, history has it that Abraham's father was a seller of idols. I think Abraham was also into that business. But Abraham, we're going to say that Abraham rejected that notion of um, idolatry. He rejected polytheism and he, you know, apparently god in some certain way made known to him that there is one god and he 
acknowledge that he believed. Remember we said that the, that the, everything we know about God is inside nature. You understand? That nature actually tells us there's a God. <laughs> you get. Aha. So Abraham believed that, right? And then God in due time revealed himself to him. And Abraham believed what God said. And that is what was credited to him as righteousness. See that? Now look at Acts chapter 3 verse 25. You are the children of the prophet and of the covenant which God has made with our father, saying unto Abraham, and in your seed shall all the kindreds of the earth be what? Be blessed. So you see again, the blessing of Abraham has literally nothing to do with the natural, the physical. It's not about claiming Abraham's cars and houses and all those things. And say, I had this, he had that, he was rich. So I'm a son of Abraham, so I'll be rich too. No, 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 no. By the supernatural, you can actually make a lot of money. That's the truth. Just leave it like that. You don't have to. You don't have to link or loop Abraham into your schemes to get rich. Because yeah. So Romans the four verse one says, "What shall we say then that Abraham our father as pertaining to the flesh has found?" So notice he says pertaining to the flesh because this is uh, Moses named Paul, and Paul was a Jew. So he says, "According to the flesh, Abraham is my daddy." Right is my great 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 grandfather. I wish we had a beat on that. Okay, so verse two says, "For if Abraham was justified by works, he has worth to glory, but not before God." So you're seeing again that saying that Abraham was not justified by works; he was declared righteous by faith. Verse 3, for what says the scriptures? Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for what? Righteousness. Are you seeing that? And they are quoting the Old Testament because this was said in the Old Testament. But in the Old Testament, you won't see where it was said that he believed the gospel. Just as he believed God. Are you seeing that? Because really, that is what happened. God came to Abraham and told him certain things. And he believed those things. Do you get what I'm saying? He believed those things. Not like he told him, he said, there's a man coming called Jesus. And when Jesus comes man he will take away your sins and everything no but they had in a figure like in in a veiled kind of way they had an understanding that god was going to make a provision and we're going to see that right now when i say right now i mean in the next few minutes romans 4 verse 17 romans really really we just read galatians now looking at romans so as it's written i have made you a father of many nations before him who he believed even god who makes the dead alive and calls things that be not as though they are who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken so shall your seed be and be not weak in faith he considered not his own body now dead when he was a hundred years old neither yet the deadness of sarah's womb so you are seeing that abraham's belief in god right was to believe in God's promises what God said to him God declared certain things to Abraham he told him you will have a son you this will happen that will happen you'll be a father of nations and he believed God by believing that he was called a man of faith he was called righteous he was called the father of faith do you get what I'm saying yes and he was declared righteous he walked to God remember Enoch Bible says Enoch walked with God and was not for God took him he walked with God he followed God he obeyed God we have uh, this other dude, Noah. Right, Bible says that he was upright. He was a an upright, you know, perfect. Perfect doesn't mean that he was um, perfect in quotes, but he was stable in his work with God. He believed God. He walked to God by faith. God told the guy build an ark, and the guy built the ark. You understand by faith. And notice by faith that they did not see the things that they were. I mean, look at that. God tells him build an ark, and I mean 
before that time there has never been a global flood so why are you building an ark and people are probably laughing at him and mocking him and jeering what are you building an ark for do you get what i'm saying aha in abraham's case god tells him you have a son and even calls his name abraham and he bears that he actually calls himself abraham he was abraham before i mean you know father or i think yeah father yes um something father is he exalted father something like that I think he's exalted father. Yes, Abraham, exalted father. Then you now have Abraham, father of nations. And he bore it. He took it. He believed God. Do you get what I'm saying? I'm just trying to help you understand clearly that it's not like he had the full gist of the gospel like we do today, but they were like seeds you get based on God's word. God will say this to them. They would believe God, hold on to God's word, believe on him. And that was how they, they walked. Do you understand what I'm saying? They had a relationship with God. In fact, that's how Abraham was called a friend of God. James tells us that he, right, that Abraham, you know, believed God, was called righteous, and then he was called a friend of God. Okay? So, um, let me see verse 21. It says, I'm being fully persuaded that he had promised, being fully persuaded what he had promised, he was able to perform, and therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. Now, it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him. All this imputing 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 is just an accounting term just means to be paid into like it's like how i put to be credited to someone you get if i impute one million dollars into your account won't you rejoice i to impute <sighs> that is king james i have to find a way to get rid of king james but you just can't get rid of king james because it's just so good verse 24 but for him also you know what i'm abandoning these guys i can't take it anymore okay so now let's go to the juices juicy part yeah the juicy part all right now remember hebrews 11 is like a treasure trove of these guys it tells us what they endured what they went through and this that that, that, that. so i was just going to read about what hebrews says about abraham it says by faith abraham when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for inheritance obeyed and went out not knowing where he went are you seeing this so first of all abraham's faith world began when god said get up and go to a land i will show you the guy just got up and left, packed his bags and began to move, man. This guy was crazy. Just pa- imagine as you are, just think about it as you are like this. God just tells you, get up, leave father, leave mother, leave everything. Pack your load and be moving. <laughs> Maybe carry your sister and carry your mother or something like that. God even didn't even tell him to go. He just said, go. And he followed. That was just madness. Verse 9, by faith he sojourned to the land of promise and as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob. That's a tents. He didn't build a house. The heirs with him of the same promise. But he looked for a city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. I see in this. So while we in the Old Testament were looking at Abraham, is looking at the promised land, when they conquer the promised land, you are seeing, yes, that was an expectation, but you are seeing that really his real, his to him, that city right the promised land was not a physical place it was a promise of what god has said he was going to do in the future he says he looked for a city who's found who has foundations whose builder and maker is god it was not a physical thing that he was after are you seeing that verse 11 through faith also sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child while she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised are you seeing that they had faith in god so faith in god was what was attributed as faith in christ 12 therefore sprang there even of one and him as good as dead so many as the stars of the sky immortal and as the sand which is by the sea shore innumerable are you seeing that uh-huh 
now 13 tells us this all died in faith not having received the promises are you seeing that so the promise that did oh, that was was promised to them was not something that they could have seen in their lifetime where christ had not risen from the dead he had not come he had not died he had not risen from the dead so they could not have received that promise that was the promise they were seeking says but having seen them afar off are you seeing that we're persuaded of them and embraced them so afar off there was in the sense of a promise that god spoke to them that there's a promise there's something coming in the future you get what i'm saying and they were they saw it afar off and we were persuaded and embraced it and confessed they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth so they embraced god's plan they embraced they looked forward to it they looked forward to that time they lived in the time they were as if they had already received that promise. This is what separated them, guys. For they say such things, or did I say such things, plainly declare that they seek a country. Okay? Now, let's see. Ah, la pala. Verse 16. But now they desire a better country, that is, a heavenly one. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. The city is not a fiscal city. Again, the city is talking about salvation right aha verse 17 by faith abraham when he was tried offered up isaac and he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son now this is a place that is supposed to put like a lump in your throat when you think about it he offered up isaac right aha isaac was the child of promise but you're going to find out that that isaac it was never about isaac isaac there's nothing special about isaac in fact God was just using the whole thing with Isaac to show Abraham something beyond his time. Because he says, and he that has received the promises offered of his only begotten son. The first question is that, did Abraham have only one son? Obviously not. He had another son called Ishmael. Right? We're going to get to that in a second. Of whom it was said that in Isaac shall your seed be called. Right? In Isaac shall your seed be called accounting that god was able to raise him up even from the dead from whence he also received in the figure so it, it it just takes us back to a story which is in genesis chapter 22 where god tells abraham to take his son right aha <laughs> he says take your son and take him to moriah so he tells him take your only son look at that genesis 22 verse 20 and said now take now your son your only son isaac but he didn't have an only son. He had Ishmael. But he says, God, according to God, he says, your only son. Not because God was biased or bigoted and uh, he hated Esau. No. It was because Isaac symbolized something beyond that place. It symbolized, or Isaac symbolized God's plan. So that's part of why Ishmael had to be sent away. He was not part of the plan. Are you seeing that? He was not. It was this guy, Abraham, trying to help God. Not realizing that Isaac was more than just a child to Abraham. Isaac was also symbolic of Christ. Why? Let's okay, let's look at the story. So Genesis 22, uh, from verse 1. And it came to pass after those things that God did tempt Abraham and said to Abraham, Abraham, behold, Abraham, and Abraham said, Behold, I am here. And he said, Take now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and get you into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will what I will tell you of. God just seems to have a way of giving instructions without giving specific details. Okay, 20, verse 7. And Isaac spoke unto Abraham his father and said, My father, my father. And he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? 
And Abraham said, my, my son, God will provide himself a lamb for a bond offering. So they both went together. Now, you should be seeing some things. First of all, he says, God tells him, take your son, your only son. Number two, they have a discussion. And he says, where is the, sac- where is the sacrifice? And Abraham says, God will provide himself a lamb. That just is very, very symbolic. I'm going to see all this tied together. He will provide himself a lamb. Right, and when they came to the place where God had told him of, and Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order, and bound Isaac his son and laid him there on the altar upon the wood. Now, you also see something about Isaac. Isaac by this time was a lad, he was a strong lad. This guy could have run away, but he just trusted his father and stayed there. So, you have seen the faith was not even just the faith of Abraham, but Isaac also faith in you know, just believing that his father. <laughs> He just does that he just he just stayed there like an obedient son, not like a mumusha, but he just there was just this trust you get. And I mean we see that in the word of Jesus where he says that I don't that uh he says no one takes my life from me. I lay my down my life and I take it up again. So it was a deliberate willing thing where his father takes him and lays him on the sacrifice and he agrees and lays down, right? Remember, Isaac is a symbol, right? Take your son, your only son, because the truth is that God has only one son in that context anyway i think we've explained it before if you don't understand the concept of um how i put it the trinity father son holy ghost you can go and listen to my teaching on telegram that says trinity and other table shaking something like that you can listen to it but then god has only one son and so that son is obviously going to be sacrificed he's going to come and lay down his life willingly we see that in isaac now and Abraham, verse 10, and Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called upon him out of heaven and says, Abraham, Abraham, I say, here I am. I said, lay not your hand upon the lad, neither do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, seeing that you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. He says, again, your only son. So you are seeing that it is not, God is, is not concerned. It is not about what Abraham is doing. God is actually doing a rehearsal. By Abraham's actions, God is just showing the world what he would do himself, right? What he would do himself. In other words, his son will come to the world. His son will be laid down willingly as a sacrifice. And the Bible says, please God to bruise his own son. His son will have to be sacrificed. And this time, there will not be a withholding of that knife. God is going to go all the way for the sins of mankind. Bible says verse 13 and Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked and behold behind him a ram caught in a thicket by its horns and Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. Are you seeing that? So you are seeing that that, that ram remember he said that God is going to provide himself sacrifice. So you see that the ram there is, is symbolic of the fact that God will provide. God provides his son. Are you seeing that? God provides his son. You see that? And Je- Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah Jireh. That just means my provider. As this to this day in, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. Right? Aha. So you are seeing that this was actually the basis. Now, you know, there's something very interesting about Moriah. Moriah is where he sacrificed his son, right? Or was going to sacrifice his son. Now, archaeologists uh, have actually traced, especially an archaeologist called Ron Wyatt, have actually traced the fact that Moriah is actually where Christ was crucified. So God was saying that on this same mountain where you know you are enacting this, this is the same mountain I will actually crucify my own son. You see that? So this was, if you ask yourself, which day did Abraham see you get and was glad and rejoiced that it was this day 
the day of Christ, the day of salvation, and he saw it through the actions that God asked him to take. Are you seeing that? So, you are seeing that his faith in God, you get, was tied to salvation. Was tied to salvation. It was tied to salvation. This is why he was declared righteous. He was declared righteous because he walked after God. So, you are seeing this, that Abraham too believed the gospel. And that is why today Abraham is alive. He's not a dead man. He's alive. He's alive with God. And we will see him one day because he believed the gospel as well as we do. Okay? <laughs> All right. I had fun sharing that. I think that's the end of today's episode. Thank you for listening. You want to share this with other people. Let's all learn together. Okay, so we have an announcement. As usual, every single day by 6 a.m. and 6 p.m., we're praying on Mixler, MIXLR. Get the app on the App Store or Play Store. And what you want to do is that you want to search for Young Ecclesia Nation on the app and then follow us so that every single day 6 a.m 6 p.m you just tune in and you catch us there praying come strengthen your convictions come strengthen your prayer life and it's going to be a blast all right god bless you guys have a wonderful day bye bye if this blessed you or you want to say hi or you have a question you can head over to my instagram that's pst.scn pst.essien. See you there.